Hi, good morning. It's Brenda Eshin Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Yours and mine and everyone's. <laughs> this is not something that's just for a few and not others. It's It relates to everyone, everyone's everyday life. So it's universal. But that word, what does it even mean? It really means that there's one truth, there's one heart beating. It beats in your body, it beats in my body. It beats in many different bodies, but it's the same heart beating, beating, beating. That's wisdom, Zen wisdom. So today I'm going to talk about something quite plain and simple. And let me please, please say this over and over. Zen is basically so simple. It's too simple for us. That's why it's so hard. Because we long for complications, for confusion. We want to feel we've conquered some kind of a mountain. Oh, I finally got it after 30 lifetimes. But it's right in front of our eyes and it's so simple and it's so clear that it's that we can't bear it almost too clear too simple so i think it's very important to look at our longing for complication for confusion how we dive into that because it's fun to dive out of it again but this instruction that's very very simple instruction and all of them from zen they're very simple instructions <laughs> And when we can just be simple, then that we're right there. We're right there. So the one for today, they said, what is Zen? What is this practice? What is it? And the answer from a very great teacher was, Zen is just picking up your coat from the floor and putting it where it belongs. What? That, what are you talking about? That's, that's it? That's practice? No, 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 I want to attain great deep samadhi. I want to attain, I want to be the highest, high levels. No, 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 come on back to earth. <laughs> come back to simplicity, to come back to reality. Don't go off in these huge fantasies about what life is, about what you are, about what you must be. Pick up your coat from the floor and put it where it belongs. That's very simple but very profound instruction. First of all, why is your coat lying on the floor? Mind, we live with a mindlessness about simple, basic things. We'll throw something here. We'll throw something there. Oh, you're not important. You're just my coat. Boom, take it off. Throw it on the couch. Falls on the floor. That's not important. You know, that's a very, so many things. Oh, it's nothing. What is it? Just my coat. Or we take off our shoes and kick it here and there. Oh, what's that? Nothing. But that's everything. That's everything in Zen practice. When we take of our shoes, we do it with reverence. And reverence is just another word for mindfulness, carefully, attentively. And we put them just where they belong, on the shoe rack, one beside the other in the same direction. Not helter-skelter. You know, so much of our lives are lived helter-skelter, something thrown here, something thrown there, including relationships. We may have a relationship that took care of us, the way our coat takes care of us or our shoes certainly take care of us. And we take it off and throw it here or throw it there. We don't pay much heed to it. It's helter-skelter. 
No, no, no. Zen practice is all about not being helter-skelter. <laughs> Having reverence or mindfulness or attentiveness, those are three words mean the same. For whatever we do and whatever situation we're in, we don't just toss it away. We don't just negate it blindly and say, oh, that's nothing, it's just samsara. It doesn't mean much. You know, so many things we toss away doesn't mean much, but it means the world. It's your life. It's your very life itself, and it does... It means a great deal because when you're able to attend to it beautifully and lovingly and carefully, the, the smallest thing, then you're walking on a Zen road. <laughs> and of course, every road is a Zen road, but you're walking along the path of Zen. So you pick up the coat from the floor. You pick up a person maybe who's fallen and how do you do that? That's a whole, th we'll talk about that a little later, but the coat's on the floor. You pick it up carefully. You give thanks to the coat, kept you warm. Everything is alive, everything, including what might seem to be insentient, the coat, the shoes. No, no, no. No, no, no. We don't use anything and then throw it away. We attend to everything and we're very mindful of its needs and grateful to it. Now, there's something in Zazen practice about keeping order. <clears throat> and somebody said to me, hold on a minute, hold on. <clears throat> and somebody said to me the other day, well, that's very compulsive, isn't it? Everything having to be in its place, every, having to have order. No, 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 that's not compulsive. That is entering the greater order and harmony of life itself. Stepping back from the disorder in our own heart, in our own mind, in our own lives, and putting things in order. <clears throat> it's quite fascinating because when you put your home in order, take away that which is unnecessary, put what is necessary where it belongs, the, order, the external order and the internal order are actually the same one. You correct your internal being when you also correct and clarify your external environment. They're one. There's no separation. None at all. So as they say in Zen, messy shoes, messy mind. What an incredible statement that is. If everything is a mess around you, it's okay. No judging, but then you have a wonderful opportunity for practice. Pick it up and put everything where it belongs. Now, just knowing where something belongs or just giving something a place, that's a very big step and very important and very beautiful because when everything is where it belongs, some kind of a beauty comes and a harmony and an ease of life. And we're supported by that order and that harmony in our external world and certainly in our internal world. You know, we could be walking along the street going to go shopping, get some food, and suddenly memories from the past might emerge. Boom, here they come. And people say, and they get so-called triggered, so-called. That's an interesting word in and of itself. 
but all of a sudden we're back in our memories. Or we see someone, they do something, and we don't see the whole picture, the whole context of it, the whole order of it. We just react very intensely and blindly, perhaps to something someone does or says, and we're all emotional, we'll get in a fight, or whatever happens. See, that's a state of deep disorder. It's not knowing who we are, where we are, what's really happening now. We take the past for the present. We take something somebody's saying and doing now in this context to trigger or to alert something that happened in our past, and we react as if we're right back in the past again. So when when Zen practice says to create order, put everything where it belongs, to see where something belongs, what's in the past, what's now, <clears throat> what, where do you belong? What are you being thrown around by? Because when we throw our lives around helter-skelter, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> for sure we're throwing ourselves around as well because that's the same kind of activity. You know when you stop and pick up the coat from the floor, there's a moment pick it up. You're taking care of it. You're seeing it for what it is. And it seems, oh, what is it? It's nothing. It's a coat. But in Zen, nothing is nothing. Everything counts. Every little thing counts in terms of objects. One flower counts. One pebble counts. One drop of water counts. You might think, well, that's crazy, but it isn't crazy. Is healing because it's a state of mind that we enter where we're not living helter-skelter, where we're not discarding everything, throwing it away, using it and throwing it away. And sadly enough, not only do we use our coat and throw it away, but we can use a relationship and throw it away, use a person and then throw them away, disposable. Or throw them down on the floor. Sad. But true, true, happens all the time. Not necessarily from ill will, but from mindlessness, which we call ignorance also in in Zen. It's one of the poisons, ignorance, which means also blindness, not seeing, not differentiating where anything goes, what it is, where it belongs. That lack of differentiation can become a big problem in our life and in the world, too. Because, for instance, when trees are planted in the right soil for them with the right sun and moon and air and weather conditions, that tree will sink deep roots and it will prosper. It will grow. It will have what it needs in that environment to grow and to give shelter to the world. Another tree belongs in a very different soil, a different environment. And when it's carefully put there, it will also prosper. Now, that's a very, very important point. It's about differentiation. Not just the oneness, but also the differentiation 
where does something belong so that it can prosper and grow and bloom to the highest degree. So now, say we see people who have been lying on the floor, knocked down, harmed, disposed of. We evolve into a place where, yes, we want to pick them up from the floor too and help them to find where they belong. Actually, that is the role of what's called a bodhisattva, which just means someone who is feeling the oneness with others and reaching out a hand. Feeling that compassion. It's not a forced compassion. It doesn't come from, I should be this, I should be that. It's a natural evolution of being planted in the right soil for you, of having bloomed, of not living helter-skelter. Then you can reach out and you can, and for each person that might have to be lifted from the floor, there's something, they each one needs something different. That's why it's so important to be aware of differentiation. It's not one stroke for all. If you're lifting a small little shoe, you use a certain amount of weight and you know where it belongs. If you're lifting a big heavy boot, it belongs somewhere else. And so you have to really be present and aware to see how that particular person needs what they need and how to respond. It's not something you're going to think about in your head or figure out. It's something your whole being will resonate with and do naturally when you're walking in this kind of practice. Because you've become so attentive to what's actually here now and what it actually needs. And it, it may not need anything from you, and it may. So this is really, again, a beautiful part of practice. We never lift anyone by looking at them as less than us or somehow impossible for them to get back on their feet. We know, we know that each one of us has this beautiful resilience within, this awareness, this ability to stand up again. And we honor that part of them. Some people say, I honor the Buddha within you, I honor God within you, I honor life within you, any way you want to put it. We bow to them, and that's a way of being attentive, being mindful, being respectful. We're respectful of our coat, and we're respectful of any person who crosses our path, who has that need, but it's not forced or phony. It could be the most respectful thing you could do is to just to be silent, stand back, and give them space. It could be the most respectful thing would be to just extend a hand and a smile. That's the beauty of this practice is there's no formula here. It's up to you to become awake and alive and attentive enough to see and feel and respond. 
And it all starts from picking up your coat from the floor and putting it where it belongs. I love that so much. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Sometimes we leave things for quite a while just hanging around there where they don't belong. So anyway, I want to very much thank you for today, for listening. It's such a simple instruction and so powerful, and it's a practice we can all do and explore for ourselves. So thank you again for all your wonderful emails and notes, and I appreciate your listening. And I deeply appreciate the opportunity to share, too. It's very meaningful. It's very joyful. So the URL for this podcast is um, zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you wish to reach me, my, my address is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And thank you again for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.